This is the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Wednesday, May the 30th. It's the pull list. We're talking comics at our Wednesday home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We're at Vintage Stock on South Glenstone, right across from the Battlefield Mall here in Springfield, Missouri. I am Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. Joining me today are... Kenny Wright with Upscale Edge. And... Odin with Upscale Edge. And... Dustin with Vintage Stock. And... Will from Vintage Stock. So we got a full and, house here. Oh, oh wait, that's it. That's all. <laughs> and we're going to have a lot of people as soon as those doors get unlocked. So we're going to grab these guys a little bit early. Uh, we got smart and decided to start yeah, just a little no bit doubt. early. A uh, couple things real quick. Uh, I know these guys are going to be breaking off. But before we go, a uh, couple things. First of all, our social media poll question. I'm going to ask you guys this before you have to leave. Our question this week is, which is or what is your favorite summer blockbuster movie? So when you think about the big movies that have come out, in the summertime over the years. There's a lot of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, More than Joey, we thought. <laughs> Joey typed them up. There's, a- There's about 14 pages worth. Um, seven front and back. Anyway, not who's counting. Uh, you guys, your thoughts, your favorite summer blockbuster movie. Dustin, what do you oh. think? <laughs> Man, there's a lot. Yeah. Um... I mean, was the first Deadpool released in the summer? Nope. It was released on Valentine's Day. Was it? So you can't pick Deadpool. Okay. Yeah, I had to take him and his girlfriend <laughs> to uh, on a date to see go, Deadpool. go see Deadpool. Yeah, it's, like, it's hard because it's just you don't know the release yeah. dates of most. Oh, I know. <laughs> it took me hours to compile the list of when yeah, these things exactly. came out. Honestly, I, don't, I can't think of anything on the top of my head. Nothing jumps out and grabs yeah, you. Just basically, grabs the way I was, when I was looking through it, I was like, just think of a movie that you really love, and it's probably on the list. <laughs> <laughs> <If it coughs> excuse me, if it made any kind of money that, at all. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said the first Deadpool. I mean, I was, there's all kinds of stuff from your Star Wars and right. Jaws and, yeah. you know. Mine. Will, what do you think? Um, well, mine is, it was a good time in my life, actually, too, as a teenager, but it always stuck with me as uh, Independence Day. Independence Day, that, oh, is, yeah. uh, that is a big Absolutely. one, a big yep. summer blockbuster yeah. movie. Yep, yep. That's a good one. All right, and the other thing before I let you guys go, because I know you got to open the doors, it's uh, the fifth Wednesday of the month, which is, uh, for me, always fun to see what DC does because they always change it up and do something goofy on the fifth Wednesday. Uh, this week, a couple different books out, a couple big books out, your thoughts on what's going to sell, what's going to be your hot uh, books flying off the shelves this week, you think? Um, Amazing Spider-Man 800. Number 800? Yep. yep. How many do you have all Doomsday the... Doomsday Clock number five, of course. Yeah. Do you have all the variants for the yeah, Amazing I have, Spider-Man? I have two of each of the variants right now, so um, and then I have a few copies of the regular cover. Right. So, so come in and There's get your Amazing Spider-Man. About 12, about 12 covers, nine ninety nine a piece. So Yeah, they are, they're going to fly, they're I'm pricey. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that won't stop the collectors. Nope, <laughs> They'll be in here. Will not. Uh, well, anything you're looking at this week that jumps out at grabs you? Uh, honestly, pretty well the same thing. On it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Spider Man's going to be the big one, I'm I sure. I went back yesterday and just reread all the go down swinging, you know, uh-huh. uh, just to be prepared. Just to be ready. As far as today, and digest it as soon as I can, honestly. <laughs> and I imagine there are folks just waiting to come in and get their hands on a few copies, so we're going to let you guys go and, uh, and have a, a busy, busy day, I'm sure. So, taking a look at the. Uh, comic book headlines. Actually, before we do that, let's talk about our social media poll. We asked these guys their favorites. Uh, our favorites, of course, uh, we have put out on Twitter and Facebook, and you can find those. Just I'm going to pull it up here just because I want to see where we're at right now, see what kind of shenanigans Odin has pulled this week. I mean, uh, <laughs> so taking a look at uh, the social media poll, we've had a few other votes on Facebook as well, uh, but I'll go to Twitter for the numbers oh, cool. throughout the day here. 
Here they all come. Uh, let's see. Right now, uh, tied at 10% are Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So Kenny and I are bringing up the caboose. We've seen that before. Uh, Jaws is sitting in, I guess you'd call that second place, uh, with 20% of the vote. So doubling us up. And then Odin's shenanigans. <laughs> all of his buddies have voted for Shrek. So leading the pack. Uh-oh. Somebody tripped the alarm. All right. Leading the pack uh, with... 60% of the vote. That's the shenanigans alarm, Will. <laughs> shenanigans alarm. No. Shenanigans are happening. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So that is, yeah, Shrek leading the pack. There have not been a ton of votes cast, so those numbers can and will move, I'm sure, between now and the time the poll ends at noon uh, Central Time on Friday. So if you have not yet, go and vote in the social media poll for your favorite summer blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Fighting a cold, so I'm going to be doing that all day. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PGTC Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Go in and cast your vote for your favorite summer blockbuster. If you don't see your favorite, throw it in the comments. I know uh, Jurassic Park's been suggested, which is a big one. Uh, we'll just went with Independence Day, so uh, there are quite a few, believe me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I and we'll be talking lot. about them on Saturday. So uh, Yeah, and when we were looking at the list, you know, going back to that, holy cow, there are so many. It's almost like, okay, yeah, this is my favorite. Then you go down a few, yeah. you're like, okay. never mind, this is my okay, favorite. Okay, that was my favorite oh. that month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is my favorite. But then the next month that year, there was this movie. So, yeah, it's yeah, there's a lot. And in all honestly, I probably should have moved that bottom you know we put a minimum of made a hundred million dollars in the u.s doesn't yeah. matter what the globe was i probably should have moved that up through the years so that because a hundred million in 1975 is not a hundred million in 2017 but yeah just to keep it fair i went ahead and kept that knowing that those movies that just squeaked in are probably not going to make the top of the list so yeah well yeah. there's definitely plenty to choose from yeah there, there is no I, I didn't do myself any favors on putting <laughs> that together uh, comics and comics-related headlines. This week, there is uh, a live-action Swamp Thing series going to be on DC's streaming app. Uh, the DC Universe is what it's called. They are finally casting that thing, so it is moving forward. Um, casting sheets are pretty much what you'd expect from that series. All the characters you would expect to see represented are being represented in the casting sheets. So uh, not a whole lot of surprise there, but uh, it's good to see that things are moving because Swamp Thing could be, uh, could be one of those that sneaks in there and turns into a really good really that's good what i was thinking you know when i saw that i was like hmm done right that yeah. could be pretty badass it could yeah, it could i it, could see it going either like absolutely amazing or just absolutely crap <laughs> either or there's no yeah there is no middle ground on <laughs> no. that it's one or the other so i'm gonna guess that this may be where dc does its comeback right. in the streaming. Oh, absolutely. Instead as, of the movies. Instead of the movies. You know, I think this is where they're going to find their footing and probably take off with, like, the Teen Titans and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, the live-action stuff they have going. We'll see what happens with Swamp Thing. Of the live-action shows they've announced, Swamp Thing's probably the one I'm most intrigued by and excited to see what they do with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to Batwoman and Gotham City coming to Arrow in Season 7, it sounds like they're looking to cast uh, the character of Ted Cord, whose Cord Industries has been name-dropped throughout the show, throughout the seasons. Uh, and, of course, DC Comics fans will know Ted Cord is the original Blue Beetle. Um, they kind of looked like they were going to go that route when they went with uh, the Atom, yeah. the way they had the casting sheet set up for that. The uh, casting sheet for this new character for season seven is almost the same, including they even kept like the same fake name because they always throw fake names in when they're casting if they don't <laughs> yeah. want you to know who they're casting. 
And they even kept, like, I think the same fake name that they cast for whenever they cast Adam. So uh, <laughs> we may have gotten the warm-up with, uh, with, with the Adam with Ray Palmer, and they may be going full-on Blue Beetle for us uh, in the next season of Arrow, possibly. Yeah, I want to say when they were doing that, he was talking about that he thought it was going to be the Blue Beetle. And at the time, I wasn't really familiar with right. who that was. I mean, I'd seen him once. I go, okay, I knew who it was now. But uh, he kind of became a little – he kind of became, uh, became a favorite there right. on, like, the things that he was showing up on. I was like, yep. wow, I didn't know this character was that popular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, and if they, if they actually go that route, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they distance the Blue Beetle from <laughs> – you know, that character, because, you know, and, and the part of the reason people were thinking that was where they were going is because they were making a point. They were name dropping Cord Industries. Hey, they're stealing tech from Cord Industries. And from, yeah. you know, so it was kind of funny that, nope, they went a different direction altogether. But now we may be going that route. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Jamie Foxx is confirmed now that he is going to be Spawn in the upcoming Spawn movie. And listen as I throw up into my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I, how I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like him. I just. He's one of those. I loved him in the, in Living Color, and he was pretty good in Django Unchained. You know, right? I just I don't know. I can't. He's not a tough guy to me. He's no. not something that that requires. You know, and he's not to me. He's not macho-y. He's maybe I just have him, Jamie Foxx in Living Color, goofy, funny. Right. I don't see him playing a hardcore. You know. Well, it kind of depends. I mean, what based on what they're saying, that you know, first of all, he's going to be in CGI, so you're not going to you're not going to know it's him, other than the fact that he's going to be credited heavily at the credits, yeah. you know. But um, and you know, he'll you'll have his voice, but it'll likely be somewhat distorted because you can't make a superhero without yeah, changing up their yeah, voice. Yeah, that's true. They give him a little. So something. it feels like yeah. they went this route just knowing that okay, well, this will bring in somebody, you know. Yeah, I don't know. He's played good. He's done good in dramatic roles. He was good in uh, the Ray Charles movie that he was in. He was good in uh, the Muhammad Ali movie that he was in with Will Smith. So he can do dramatic. He can do comedy. Yeah, we'll see if he can do this kind of horror because it's really going to be a horror movie based on what they're telling us. So, you know, he's yeah. he's going to be. They've compared Spawn in this movie to like the shark in Jaws, and that. Yes, he's moving the story forward, but he's not going to be getting a ton of screen time. It's going to be he pops in and tears stuff up and then pops out. And, oh, I got you. And so, so if he's not having to carry the movie, then, yeah, why do you pay for Jamie Foxx yeah. money if, unless it's just uh, the name draw? I mean, well, that's kind of how the Spawn cartoon was. I mean, he yeah. was for – I know the big part of it, he was just like – he was just in the shadows. Right. But it was the cops that were the main focus yeah. and the different things that were the main – thing so yeah so yeah if they go that route then sure why not if i don't have to and i think even you know todd mcfarland's going to direct it who did the comic book for spawn and he was saying that part of what he went with jamie fox is because he needed somebody that you know he said spawn's not going to have a lot of uh speaking parts he wanted somebody that could convey whatever they needed to convey convey with the story without having to tell you know, without a lot of exposition and dialogue. So yeah, absolutely. Hey, so, I'm yeah. I'm just excited that they're making a new Spawn movie. Yeah, yeah. I I would just like to get the uh, Spawn cartoon that was on HBO. <laughs> like, that was that was a great <laughs> yeah, you know, adaptation. Uh, Joe Hill, Stephen uh, King's son, Joe Hill. His uh, comic Lock and Key. They've been trying to get this turned into a series, a television series. They started back in 2011 uh, with Fox never shooting a pilot, but they kind of put together, you know. 
kind of a package to try to get this thing off the ground. Never got any momentum. Uh, recently, they've tried shopping this at Hulu, who I believe they actually shot a pilot episode, but decided not to pick it up. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like Lock and Key has landed over at Netflix. Uh, so Carlton Coos, who has a long history in uh, Hollywood and television, he was on Lost, Bates Motel more recently. Uh, is going to co-executive produce along with Joe Hill. So it sounds like that is going to move forward at Netflix, which is probably the right place for it to land. It's, you know, depending on what they do, how they adapted that a oh, Netflix adaptation feels You know, Netflix right is on. making so much money now. It's oh, yeah. probably just like, sure, let's do it. Yeah, what do you got? Give a shot. Yeah. We're bigger than Disney. Yeah, if you're bigger than Disney, you can do whatever you want. This is definitely, if you've got something decent, this would be the time to... Uh, to take it to Netflix. Take it to Netflix. <laughs> just oh, yeah. you know, just do it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so here's some big news. Uh, we kind of knew that uh, Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie on The Walking Dead, was shopping around. She's got she's has a new show picked up by one of the networks. I want to say ABC, but I could be wrong on that. Maybe yeah, Fox. I but, don't remember. Uh, so we knew that she was probably not long for The Walking Dead, and they're saying that she's only going to be involved in the first half of season nine. Um, which you know they do like a first half, then they take a big, a good two three month break, and then they come back and do the second half of the yeah. show. Um, they're saying she's only going to be in the first half of season nine. But the news that broke yesterday is that apparently uh, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, is leaving the show at some point during season nine as well. Whether that's the season finale and he walks away, whether it's the mid season cliffhanger, or whether it's just sprinkled in somewhere, you know. Yeah. But uh, he is the longest tenured person on that show he, he's the only one that was in episode one when you get beyond him i think the next you're looking at uh melissa mcbride who plays carol and norman Reedus who plays uh daryl were the only others that were in season one at all yeah um so and that from what i've understand and what i've read uh, they are backing up the brinks truck in uh, norman Reedus's driveway as we speak <laughs> because they are going to pay him the big money um, to stay around, uh, which would be interesting because we talked about how much do they play to the comic storylines and how much do they deviate. Well, taking Rick out of The Walking Dead is certainly the, a big deviation because that was his story all along. It has been his story all along. So I don't know. It'd be interesting because they, you know, they left it with Maggie and uh, Daryl, basically like you know Rick and Michonne's wrong. We gotta gotta change their minds or whatever we yep. gotta do. You know, so. It's, It'll be interesting if season nine is where there's some, a confrontation. Yeah, a big confrontation, and Rick gets put down. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. Know. They've shown no uh, signs that they're gonna stop anytime soon. They plan. They have plans to take the show beyond season nine. So yeah. it'll be interesting if it's gonna be the Daryl Dixon show from here on out, or what they're gonna do. But well, that's weird because with Maggie, you know, they were. In the comics, they were pushing that she was the next, the next leader, next leader. But if she's gonna disappear out of it, but they didn't say she was gone, gone. I guess they right. were just saying that. I mean, because these characters can go away for half a season right. because they were having babies and right. stuff like that. So I mean, why not? She could uh, if it, she and go film this that. show for a while, then go yeah. film the other show, then come back, possibly. Yeah, but they're making it sound like it's gonna be fairly final. We'll see what happens. Nothing's ever final. We've seen people that have died that have come back as ghosts and haunting somebody's thoughts or yeah. as flashbacks or whatever. Yeah. So, and they could, you know, just because he's gone doesn't mean they didn't shoot 
his scenes for the right the know, flashback scenes yeah, having bring him in once a year to shoot something yeah where he's haunting Daryl who put him down or something like that yeah I mean he could very well just kind of go crazy and just wander off yeah and then come back later, <laughs> very yeah very much like though. a Morgan character or right something like that so yep. right, we'll see ghost Rick ghost Rick pickle Rick oh. <laughs> <laughs> he gets pickled oh. uh, Sesame Workshop the production team behind Sesame Street has filed a lawsuit against STX Entertainment, uh, the production team behind the upcoming uh, Happy Time Murders movie, over the use of the line, no sesame, all street, in yeah. the film's marketing. <laughs> of all the things to get upset about, I guess they found the one that they can actually say, hey, that's copyright infringement. I guess Because you can't sue people for bad taste, I guess. That, and I, I guess they couldn't, they probably trying to figure out how they could sue them for the Muppets looking right, that's what, yeah. and then that felt their lawyers like we can't do that they're like find us something yeah that's what it feels like they're like hmm well we can sue for this technically if you want to try I mean you're gonna have to find somebody or I think that it's less about actually thinking they can win a lawsuit and more about saying this is not us you know what I yeah. mean drawing that line in the sand saying nope not, not Sesame Street not us I mean it's kind of a smart move think about it well who's watching Who's watching that trailer and going, oh, this is I'm so taking Sesame the kids to this. <laughs> what is wrong with Sesame Street? What's happened to that show? I mean, clearly you don't. But then again. but that, okay, That's giving people credit, too. Let's go back to, okay, yeah, they want to make sure the kids understand that. But the kids aren't following the, the lo- lawsuit. The lawsuit so. No, I think it's less about for the kids. It's more about letting the adults know. Yeah. Hey, because, you know, there was some concern when HBO bought out Sesame Street that, hey, if you're throwing Sesame Street on HBO, are we going to start, you know, is it going to be yeah. HBO version of Sesame yeah. Street? Or, <laughs> so and then this movie comes out like a year or two later. It's like, hmm. Mm. So I think, yeah, they're just, it's more than anything, is it them just saying, this is not what we're doing. You this know, is what somebody else is doing. I didn't think about that because, yeah, I mean, they do that and then literally we have a Muppet show with Boobs and sex and, you know. <laughs> Silly string, I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> or whatever that was. Whatever that was. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not headed. I'm not so, yeah, I think it was more of the, uh, we're just not, you know, we're just making sure everybody knows that's not what we're doing. So. That's funny. Uh, we talked a little bit with the fellas, but uh, here are some of the books that are hitting the shelves uh, at the stop at the comic book shop this week, some of the new books. Uh, over at, from Image Comics. We've got Barrier number five out of five, so they're wrapping up that series. We skip uh, a story. What's that? We skip a story. Yeah, I was trying to decide. <laughs> we don't usually go political, and this is not so much political as it is. It's just it is what it is, yeah. and this is part of the reason why I, I debated even putting this in there for today because it's not comic book related. But this is part of the reason why we're going to do a television and streaming show starting next Monday okay, because there's a lot you. of a lot of the comic stuff we talk about is actually television and streaming stuff. So, um, but yeah, if you haven't been following, and so if you've been under a rock for the past twenty four forty eight hours, uh, ABC has canceled Roseanne, uh, which they had renewed for a second season uh, following Roseanne's uh, tweets. <laughs> She's yeah. passing blame. She first she said it was a joke. Now she says it was Ambien that caused her to be a flaming racist. I don't know, but apparently that's a side effect of Ambien now. But yeah. uh, uh, so she had tweet made some <laughs> racist tweets, and uh, a few folks that are associated with the show uh, had either said that they were leaving. Wanda Sykes, who's one of the creative consultants, a black woman, uh, was upset and said she's not coming back to the show. Uh, and the rest of the cast and crew had kind of 
made statements expressing their disgust, disappointment, whatever. Um, and so ABC, you know, knows that yeah, there's a lot of money that's being made. I mean, I Roseanne led their did the whole upfronts that they did just recently. You know, talking about the next season. Uh, but yeah, they said that they could not move forward with that show with under you know with her and with the current circumstances and it's not anything new with Roseanne. This is well, an out of character. Gonna, that's what I was going to say. I mean, what did they expect with Roseanne? She yeah. made her whole living on saying the most vulgar, just mm-hmm. anything that would get attention and yeah. get a rise out of people. That's her career. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, this, like, this is nothing new. I, they're okay with that as long as it's not in people's faces, I guess. You, could, you can be racist or vulgar as long as you're not as long as you can button it up for television and put on a show i don't know yeah i'm not sure exactly why i don't think anybody was surprised i think they're just hoping to ride that wave of cash as long as they could and now the uh the surface crashed and it's time to get out of the water (laughs) yeah that's too bad i mean it's like i said it's it's nothing new but i get it if that's you know they have a network to think about and absolutely no they made the right call it's just like you should never gotten in yourselves in that position to begin yeah, with. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like people were beating down the door saying, "Hey, you know what we need? We need that Roseanne show back, and we need you guys to go in and take out the entire last season that happened and without Dan and pretend like that didn't happen." And all the hoops and hurdles they jumped through, and you know, it's it's sad because we don't want somebody like that to have that platform to say those types of things. Yeah, um, it's sad that there are hundreds of people who don't feel that way and don't agree with that stance who are out of jobs today because that show is not going to have a second season now. Um, you don't worry so much about John Goodman and Lori Metcalf. I mean, she's going to go back and win some more awards. She's nominated for Oscars and won Tonys. You don't worry about John Goodman, but you worry about the set designers and builders and things like that. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 ugly situation and – Yes, she has the right to say whatever she wants, but just because you have the right to say something doesn't mean that what you said is the right thing to say, and it doesn't mean that you can walk away without repercussions. You know, I guess I gotta go back and read because I just saw one tweet. Yeah, and she tweeted, and then she tried to tried to be funny afterwards when she was getting called out, yeah. and it only made it worse. And then now she's saying, "Well, I was it was ambient," <laughs> which again, I I know people that take ambient to help them sleep and. Usually, if you take an Ambien, you're putting the phone down because you're getting ready to try to fall asleep. You're taking it because you're having trouble falling asleep. And I, you know, how much do you believe? You know, whatever. I don't know. If they truly want to, I mean, I don't know what kind of money is being thrown around at this show. But, I mean, if she wants to stick around, I would be doing a whole lot of, I'd get off Twitter and get on other stuff. Or she can yeah. build her platform and go be on another network yeah. where that's, you know, more. That is true. You know, more tolerated i guess there are networks that don't have a problem hiring people that have said some pretty terrible things in the past or done terrible things but really though that what made that show great was seeing everybody back again yeah and if she was just going if if, yeah they just wrote her off and kept going that wouldn't be right either yeah but for her to go off and try to do something else would be like well, I don't care for Roseanne Barr. I like the dynamic with everybody right. that was in the show. So, but we could we we don't have to talk about that. But it's just 
Yeah, I had it on there because it was it is the big news. Yeah. Um, and, and she is very much pop culture, has absolutely. been for a while. So. Yeah. It was just a matter of, does that fit today? Because we can talk about Rick Grimes, <laughs> because that's certainly uh, pop culture but uh, and comic related. But yeah. that's why, starting next week, there will be a new <laughs> show for Pop Goes the Culture. We'll have episodes on Mondays dealing with uh, television headlines, what's coming out on, uh, you know, what's out new on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all these streaming services, what's going away because they rotate that stuff through constantly. You can't just expect it to be around forever just because you watched it before. Um, so we're going to start talking uh, television and streaming on Mondays beginning next week. Tuesdays will always be our, you know, home entertainment, video games, DVDs, Blu-ray, you know, and that's going to be moving to an on location. We'll be at GameStop, which is right there. <laughs> you can see it out the window uh, <laughs> on Tuesdays starting next week. Wednesdays will still be here, and by adding that extra television show, maybe that'll kind of allow us to focus more on comic books and comic-related stuff. Um, yeah. And then Thursdays will still be at the Alamo Draft House. Saturdays will still be going off the rails, <laughs> doing whatever we have to do to. Whenever Whether that show in the comes home together, studio or, or we'll out and about, yeah, we've got plans to be out and about on some of those, and we'll be in the home studio for some. So we'll see what happens. Right on, right on. Huh? Well, let's start talking about some comics. Then I have some questions about some of these. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, new books on the shelves this week. Uh, Image Comics. We talked about uh, Barrier number five out of five, uh, and Saga, which is a big seller too for Image uh, number fifty-two, are new on shelves this week. IDW. I only put this on there. I normally would skip over it, but uh, IDW has G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, and I put that on there because we went back this week and watched that G.I. Joe episode of uh, The Toys That Made Us because for yeah. whatever reason, my eight-year-old now is like, can we watch this? Let's watch it because we, we sat down and watched a new episode. It was the Transformers episode. Yeah. We watched that one, and then it was like, she's like, well, let's watch these other ones. So we went back and watched the Star Wars one, and we watched uh, the G.I. Joe one. And so I was like, hey, G.I. Joe, that book's out. So I went ahead and put that on there for this week because yeah, the toys that made us is the, like I even watched the Hello Kitty one. I haven't had a chance to yet, yeah. Because that was it was interesting. Oh, I, I was so. like, I was like, I'll probably watch a couple minutes. I'll turn it off. But I, was, I watched the whole episode of that, and I was like, well, damn, that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> that interesting. Better. I thought it would be, yeah. I, yeah, trying to convince myself I need to watch that one and the Star Trek one. Those two, I'll, I'll get to those eventually, but we started with Transformers, and we're going to hit Legos next. So, Dude, that Hello Kitty, just I know I'm getting no, off the fine. thing, but uh, they made a, like a prototype coin purse, right? and they said that if you had that, it'd be worth 3 to $5 million. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> damn. yeah if you get the right collector. Uh, DC Comics, this is what they do. On the fifth week, when there's a fifth Wednesday of the month, new comic book day, you know, a lot of times comics have a flow to them. You can always expect this book out on the first of the month, uh, the first Wednesday of the month, or this book's always, you know, every other week, it's always the second and fourth. Uh, so what they do, kind of with that release schedule, that leaves the fifth Wednesday of the month for them to play around. So uh, DC's got a Aquaman Jabberjaw special. Jabberjaw, the uh, talking shark from yeah, the cartoon so series. Jabberjaw. Yeah. Uh, they also have a Black Lightning Hong Kong Fooey oh special out today. Oh. A, uh, a Flash Speed Buggy special. Oh, my God. These are all my favorite <laughs> I know, exactly. when I was a kid. Uh, they have a Super Sons, which is uh, you know the current Robin and Superman's son, uh, and Dino Mutt, so Blue Falcon oh, and Dino Mutt crossover awesome. special. Uh, and then, of course, they have a few regular books, some big books, uh, Doomsday Clock number five and Justice League No Justice number four, wrapping up that big uh, Justice League arc that's leading into some changes across the entire uh, DC line. God, 
Those are awesome. I know. We're going to go back and look for them. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> grab some oh, of those. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, of course, Marvel's got the Amazing Spider-Man number 800. They've hit a lot of these 100-book milestones recently. This is the newest and the latest and the greatest. Uh, so that's what's going to make it just like that is going to be. Yeah, that's this. why. Yeah, that's why it's going to be packed in here today because people are going to be coming and getting. And then you have some people that will collect every one of because there's like like you said like 12 different covers. Yeah. So some people are going to come in here and spend drop 125 dollars to get all wow. those. That and Spider-Man's awesome. I hope it and pays Spider-Man's off awesome. for them or their down the road relatives or, down the road. Yeah, hang on to them and we'll see what happens. Uh, and then in in the other comics, uh, so we've got a couple of things here. Uh, I started reading some of these a while back, but uh, what they've done with the Archie comics in recent years is they've done like a horror version, like a horror imprint. Yeah. They started with, uh, what is it, Afterlife with Archie, which is where like Jughead's dog gets hit, hot dog, and he goes to Sabrina, the teenage witch, and has her resurrect the dog, and the, so the dog's a zombie, and it bites Jughead, and so there's like this zombie plague you know with these archie characters they did that for a while and then they did uh one with sabrina uh, the chilling adventures of sabrina where she was it was very much a uh felt like a 60s kind of vibe to it some of that 60s horror where it was very satanic and you know they're raising her to be a witch and they're going to give her to the devil and all this stuff um and then the, the guy that was in charge of those two went on and made uh riverdale the cw and he's working on the sabrina show that's going to be on netflix yeah and so those books are like it's been a couple of years <laughs> since the new books have come out because they kind of they got busy. They got too big for their britches and went to do something else that made more money than telling these stories in the comics. Um, so then they've restarted kind of that recently. They did a new one with Jughead called The Hunger where he's a werewolf. Um, so they're not related. They're just different books individually. And then uh, a new one with uh, Veronica where she's a vampire. So uh, okay. there's a new uh, Jughead The Hunger number six out today and Vampironica number two out today. Uh Talking about books that go on hold, <laughs> uh, Stuff of Legend, uh, Call to Arms, number three, is out today. This book is awesome. I love it. I've loved it since it started coming out. Um, it's been a year since the last one, number two, came out. So, I mean, it's like, oh, wow. again, people are they're trying to turn it into movies and TV shows and stuff. So the people that uh, are doing these amazing comics get pulled to go do television and movies. And so they don't finish their comics. And so... It'll be interesting to see when, if and when that thing ever wraps up. But Stuff of Legend is another one that's uh, out on shelves that I'm looking forward to. It's like this. It's set during World War II, and it's in this kid's bedroom, and like his dad's off in the war, so him, just him and his brother. And anyway, like the boogeyman comes out of the closet and takes the kid and steals him off to boogeyman land, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so like all of his toys go in after him, and so when they get there, they're like whatever they were, they're actually that. So like his. Teddy bears like a bear, you know, and oh, like the little toy soldiers like the soldier, you know. So, awesome. so it's it's pretty cool. It's like so these toys are on a mission to get him back, and it's full of twists and turns and betrayals, and it's a it's a great book. But uh, I smell a Pixar movie coming. Well, <laughs> they're trying to distance it from that, I think. But yeah, they've been trying to work on making that into a film or film series, but that hasn't happened yet. So hopefully they'll finish up their book because I'd like to see how this thing ends up. Um, that's been going on for a while. And the last one we're going to talk about uh, on shelves this week is Jupiter Jet, the trade paperback. Jupiter Jet is a comic book series that is, in part, uh, written, created by uh, Jason Inman, who uh, we met back at Planet Comic Con. He uh, has hosted uh, the DC All Access for the DC Comics YouTube channel for a while there. Um, it's it's his book. He and his wife. His wife is a co-publisher. 
uh, with comic book. I forget the company she's with. It's not Top Cow, I don't think. It might be Top Cow. I can't remember. Anyhow, um, so they put this together, and it's got this kind of a uh, Rocketeer vibe. It's kind of that retro but still futuristic kind of thing going on. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an all-ages book. The stars of it are uh, this girl, this teenage girl, and her younger brother and kind of their gang of friends, and it's very... Very sciencey focused, but it's it's kind of got that. You know, we talked last week about the Dick Tracy movie. It's kind of got that Dick Tracy Rocketeer kind of feel to it. Um, gotcha. Had a chance to look at the collected the trade paperback that's out today. Um, it's it's great. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's some reveals towards the end, which make you sort of wonder, you know, where they're going to take it next. But uh, that's one that you can pick up and let the kids thumb through and not have to worry about what's in it. It's it's kind of almost feels cartoony not necessarily in the art but just kind of the storyline yeah. um, but it's it, it felt like it reminds me of like a dick tracy or like the rocketeer or like some watch some of these older comics or cartoons excuse me that we used to watch growing up where it's like you know the stakes are higher and higher but it's still very you know not kitty but you know it, it's tempered it's not dark it's not batman or yeah. somebody's breaking limbs and cracking skulls but well, it's good that they have stuff like that. Absolutely. Know, it's a good one to get if you've got a kid that's interested in science. Especially, you know, it, It's not just for girls, but having a girl as the main character helps uh, make it broadly appealing. So um, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Uh, we hope to. I know I was hoping to get an interview with Jason, but uh, they were at Phoenix over the weekend for Phoenix Comic Con. And so I think they're all still unpacking and decompressing <laughs> from that. Yeah. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we'll get a chance to talk about that and and ask some of those questions like, where does this go now? Because it started off on Kickstarter as, hey, this is going to be a, you know five, six books. I forget how many it is exactly. Uh, series. And so they did that. They got the money for it. They produced it. They published it. They're selling it. It's doing well. Um, but I'm ready for the next one. You know, let's, let's keep going because the way they ended, it's very much, uh, oh, wow. Let's, let's, let's look at that then. So um, hopefully that will uh, we'll hear some news and hopefully we can get Jason on the show. We can yeah, get a, awesome. you know, a confirmation yeah, as far exciting. as exactly where they're going next with this. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Cool. Those are fun. I like when we get to talk to. Oh, yeah. Get to talk to the folks that are doing the things. Yeah. Absolutely. Feel special. <laughs> we feel Especially all... for a lot of them because, you know, the the rock stars are your actors and your oh, yeah. different stuff like that. So when you get a, these guys get a chance to tell their story. Yeah, and it's gonna be fun for them a little bit too. You yeah, know? I imagine so. Yeah, because you know, like you said, yeah, it's everybody wants to interview the actors playing the characters in the yeah. movies and on TV. But when you can talk to the writers who are you're putting the lines together that are going in these people's mouths, or you're putting the words on the page, yeah. whether it's a book or a comic book and stuff, that those people are more interesting to me. The ones that are doing it than just the people that are saying it a lot of times. So we'll continue to try to bring you both, hopefully. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so that's kind of the scripted part of the show. Uh, that's what we have. Uh, we'll get a chance. Maybe we can, uh, as folks come through here, it's, we'll see what happens. Uh, we can get some thoughts on what they're in here for. I, most of them, I imagine, are in here for Spider-Man, number 800. But, uh, yeah. And their thoughts maybe on some of the summer blockbusters. But you can tell us what you think are the top headlines each and every week. Uh, you can send those to us by email, which is... Okay, I'll get those, and we'll put them in the show. Uh, at pop goes the email at gmail.com. Uh, so much better is when you share it on social media. You can tag us. You can tweet at us. You can post to our wall. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, again, at facebook.com slash Podcast On Twitter, at PGTC Podcast. 
Uh, you can while you're doing those, you can vote in our social media poll so that Odin and his buddies don't run away with it. <laughs> no, let me win. Uh, you can find links to all that and more on our website at www.pgtzpodcast.com. Yeah, hopefully you know be a part of the show, and you know we'd love to see some of those numbers for votes and stuff. You know, <laughs> climb up there, get higher. I don't all think the it's time. ever going to be like it was <laughs> when the when we had the Goldbergs actually no. helping no. us out with that. That's but, pretty uh, awesome. Maybe one day. Yeah, that was our swan song. We're done. Well, we <laughs> problem it. is we haven't had any good poll questions where we can start tagging oh. people like that again. Yeah, you know, summer blockbusters. I don't think Steven Spielberg is going to care. In you know, and what's he going to pick between Raiders or Jaws? So, whatever. Yeah, we'll just have to rely on you know maybe some people sharing and starting to follow and yeah. So <laughs> get out there and share and start to follow. Uh, I know on Facebook, Sophia uh, she shares a lot and she posts almost every week her thoughts and so we thank her for that and yeah hopefully and I know she voted for Raiders which is why I bring it up so <laughs> which is my pick so yeah and even if you don't listen to all four soon to be five of the shows <laughs> you know pick one share them and because one of your friends might really be into you know the comic book scene where you're more into the movie scene or you're more into the just the general Saturday show of who isn't into the know, general Saturday show <laughs> yeah yes, so I mean, just whatever you're into, you know, you, you, just because you don't listen to it doesn't mean your friends, you know, won't be interested. So give exactly. them a treat and give them something to listen to on the ride home to work, you know, to, to and from, from work, work. And, yep. you know, do it a long they're at the OC or yeah. wherever, jogging, running, lifting at the gym, whatever it is. Just Exactly. Yeah. You can always have somebody in your ear telling you about the cool stuff in pop culture. Let exactly. that be us. Because we're interesting. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and we've, we're about just shifting gears. So we're about halfway through the uh, Making Fun documentary, the Funko Pop story. Okay. We are to the point now where uh, they've had the buyout and they've just released Pops. Oh, okay. And so we're starting to kind of get into that second half of the show. So another one of my daughters, eight-year-old, just like, let's watch this. I'm like, okay, sure, that's fine with me. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully we'll explore the, the, the world of Pops and Pop collecting coming up. So that'll be fun, too. It's if pretty we get into crazy because there's... There's a guy on, uh, there's a local group here that has a Facebook page called 417 Funko. And uh, there's some guy that's getting rid of, I don't know, it's a bunch right. of different pops. And maybe uh, if you're listening to this, don't shoot me. I think there's Dorbs and uh, right. the, there's other ones that I can't remember yeah. what their names are. But uh, he's selling all of it because he has a Holy Grail Funko that, he's that he to wants after. to get. So, do, do you know what it is he's after? No, no one's. He hasn't I don't said. know if anybody's asked or, you know, I think everybody's just more like, I want this, I want this, I want yeah. this, you know, stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, he's getting some good money because he's got some stuff that's worth, you know, 20s and 30s and 50 right. bucks, you know, stuff. So, whatever he's getting must be one of them multi-thousand dollar jobs so i i kind of you know talking about now i kind of wish i did ask him what he was after so and maybe he'll tell us maybe he won't but yeah uh but he's not gonna tell you because you're gonna sneak it out from underneath him and (laughs) buy it up no trust me i will not (laughs) i'm not interested in thousands to drop on his particular you know the only way i would if i had like thousands and thousands right. put away and it was just that's my fun money you know, right here's 50 grand put aside for something fun i want that well which wouldn't happen because i would probably get a new charger or, right you know, or challenger i mean not a charger but uh there's i mean you it, what sucks about the funkos is like 
you'll find something cool, and then you're like, I'm cool, I don't need any more, blah, blah. And then somebody will have this one, and you're like, oh, they made one of that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't so, know that. I would like to have an iZombie live more. Yeah. But the one I want is she's got a brain in one hand and a hot sauce in the other, and she's a little pricey because that's the one everybody that's wants. That's what everybody's so. after, yeah. But if I could have one, if I could, for me, pricey is like in the $50 range. Right. So if I was paying that kind of money, it'd have to be something I really loved a lot. So Yeah. But I've been lucky and found like Conan the Barbarian for $5, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that stuff, which people are like, oh, this isn't that big a deal. But to me, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a huge Conan fan. So Yeah. And the tick and stuff like that, I found yeah. super cheap. So, and uh, Dad's got me like Blanca from Street Fighter and like yeah. the Joker from the animated series. Just yeah, when these places like Vinstock has to buy two get one free, you know. And <laughs> I try to think, okay, these are the two I like, and then get somebody you know, else the free yeah, one. Yeah, get someone else the free one, and Odin if there's one he likes, or Lily like Gwenpool, you know, something yeah. like that. It's just, you know, it's just like. What the heck, you know, if you like them, so. Yep, absolutely. Because then uh, you're sharing it with others, and they get to, you know, build their love for that kind of yeah. stuff. And Just don't get crazy with it. it. You know, the thing I love about the kids, I don't know how they skip this gene of wanting to collect everything. everything yeah. But, uh, like, he's got a, a little bit of a Beyblade addiction, but right. it's he doesn't have 50 of them. Right. You know. He has the five or six that he likes the best. And exactly. And, you know, like Lily loves her stuff. But, and we've tried to get her all the My Little Ponies from the Build-A-Bear workshop right. stuff. And she liked it. But does she care necessarily if she doesn't have one of them? She doesn't. Right. I'm like, wow, how did that skip you guys? That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because when we're watching these shows, the toy shows on Netflix and stuff, it's like, yep, I had all those. Ooh, there's the one I couldn't get, you know. And yeah. Yeah, and the making fun is really awesome because I was kind of wondering how they were going to do it, you know? Yeah. And they really painted in a wonderful light, and they oh, really yeah. show the collectors. Yeah, there's a couple that you're kind of like, okay, there's a little crazy in that person. Yeah. But for the most part, they're just like, they make me happy. Yeah. Well, I like when they show, like, you know, like we just, right before we turned it off for the night last night, we saw the part with, you know, the kid in New York, I think it was in the Bronx, and like Lou Ferrigno. And so they're telling the story from two different sides where yeah. this is the kid that's getting bullied and he likes collecting these. And this is the guy that got bullied and turned it around and he loves signing these for people. So yep. it, it's cool the way they would pair stories like that. They did it with the Power Rangers piece we saw as well. And so, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's fun to watch how, you know, they took and, and I liked the, the whole, I liked seeing how it got started because, you know, that was before we started paying attention. You know, all that cool retro advertising stuff they were doing with the wacky wobblers and that stuff. It's like, yeah. man, I wish we'd been paying attention back then because, you know, they had volunteers running the booths at these different oh, places and stuff. It's like, man, if we'd been paying attention back then, that would have been how cool it would have been to get in on the kind of the ground floor of collecting that oh, stuff yeah. and be part of the family, so to speak. And Oh, I, you believe me, if I could get a <laughs> job working at Funko <laughs> to be able to get the ones that I wanted, yeah, I'd be a happy man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd have a great job. You know the dude pays well. Yeah. So, you know, you you got a nice job, probably has benefits, you know, all that. Plus, you would get the, as they were coming off the line. Say, oh, look huh. at this one. <laughs> or being talking to him like, you know what would be really cool is if you took all these old cartoon characters that aren't out yet, you know. Yeah. Thundars and Oh, my Ukulemak God. And 
<laughs> a thunder pop would make my day. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you'd have somebody's ear. Yo, yeah, I'm just the guy unloading boxes in the warehouse, but I can go down here and tell these guys in the office, you know, it'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to, I was telling you earlier, I was talking to a guy that he literally hits the mall every day. Yeah. And he hits all these places to see, you know, what's come out or what's, what's you know, he may be interested in stuff. He seems like he's more of the new what's coming out as right. opposed to trying to find older stuff. Yeah, there's but, probably too much older stuff to go back and really get it yeah, all now. So he's just staying with that. And, uh, you know, I've, I meet a lot of people that are kind of, that when I'm talking to them, they're like, so you get everything, like, you know, every Thor from each right. movie or every blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just, I just want get the one that I A1. like. Right. And, you know, if it's one that I like, great. If it's one that I can afford, but I'm not wild about it. I'm fine with that too. You know, I, I think you turn it's around fun. and flip them. Yeah. And but uh, if it can be one that I do like a whole lot, uh, that makes me happy. So absolutely. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to see if we can get some of the some of the folks involved in the in the pop collecting around here in this area. Maybe do some uh, talking and chatting with some of those. Go to some of their swap meets and stuff. So that would be a fun place to sit. I think just and talk to people about what they're collecting and why and how and. Yeah, how they got into it, and well, there's a they're starting a, uh, I think next weekend or something. They're doing a big one in Rolla, so they can hit people halfway in between right, here, halfway in between St. Louis, yeah. and stuff like that. So they're they're getting out there. That's so. good. The more it grows, I mean, if we can start working our way into some of that stuff and talking to folks involved, why, who knows? Maybe we'll be hosting the swap meets <laughs> down yeah. the road. That'd be awesome. Be that fun. would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's just about going to wrap it up for today's show. I know it's the middle of the week, and it's summertime, and we got kids out of school, and we're all busy, so yep. we're going to get moving on. We will be tomorrow on location at the Alamo Draft House. I was looking at putting the stuff together for that show. I was looking at what they've got coming up in the month of June. Oh, my God. We're not going to be able to hit it all <laughs> tomorrow because oh, wow. we got to keep it down to a short show, but uh, even just the highlights. you know, It's their one-year anniversary, so they got – all kinds of stuff going on at the Alamo Draft House, and we'll be talking about that with Jennifer tomorrow uh, during our Thursday show. But yeah, they've got live events, they got movie parties, they've got all kinds of fun things, stuff for kids. Now that you know, kids are out of school this summer, so uh, we'll get her thoughts on what's going on there. But there's going to be a lot. If if you don't like the uh, 95 degree heat in May in Southwest <laughs> Missouri, uh, you can go take refuge at uh, the Alamo in the air conditioning and in the dark because they got a lot going on this month. Uh, and so we'll talk to her about that tomorrow. Sweet. I can't wait to hear what all's going on. And then uh, we'll keep the movie theme going on Saturday when we're back in the studio. We'll be talking about our favorite summer blockbusters. We won't go through every movie on those 14 pages, but uh, sure we could certainly uh, pick and choose from the list uh, and talk a little bit about some of our favorites off that list. So we'll be doing that on Saturday. And then, like I said, next week, uh, it's, you know, it's June. We're going to try some new things. We're going to be talking on Mondays about TV and streaming. We can talk about what's new for the month of June on streaming platforms and kind of you think that, you know, hey, well, summertime, you know, there's nothing big going on, on TV, but that's when a lot of the summertime shows get going. There's all kinds of stuff coming out this summer. Um, and plus we're going to get hit with, you know, San Diego Comic-Con sometime in July. So, and then turn around from that and it's, hey, we're talking about the fall season. So uh, we'll be doing that on Mondays and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, it's going to be a full slate uh, we're taking a break on Fridays and Sundays because we can't do this every day. <laughs> Although, I'll tell you, if I could find somebody that had a good in and a good perspective on sports, I would love to do a Friday sports show because that's the one piece 
we still haven't wrapped our heads around just because it's not important to us. But if we found the right co-host or host for that, that would be a, a way to kind of cover all of our bases and get us five days a week and then Saturdays. That'd be something. Yeah, Southwest Missouri and sports are like peanut butter and jelly, man. They exactly. Just it's just finding the person that can <laughs> that's available and insightful and can hold their own on a Friday show. We'll see. We'll work on it over the summer and see what comes of it. But first, before we get to that, we'll go, we'll get our Monday through Thursday and Saturday thing lined out, and we'll be doing some different things throughout the summer, going to some places on the weekends and be out and about and during the week, so it'll be fun. Spreading a good word of pop goes the culture. We'll be, oh, yeah. we'll be popping some culture all over the land here. Oh, yeah, all over your face. Oh, oh wait, what? <laughs> that's the happy time murders. You're going to get sued by <laughs> Sesame right. Workshop if you're not yeah, careful. Right. Uh, but that's it again for this week's show. I have been Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. Uh, Kenny Wright with Upscale Edge. Odin with Upscale Edge. And for Dustin and Will, come out and see them. Get your copies of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number 800 uh, while they have them. Because they will move fast, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, and here's been a ton of people just <laughs> flooding here. They rushed in, got what they needed, and they were gone. They, were, they knew exactly what they were yep. here for. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so uh, come in and see them here at Vintage Stock on South Glenstone, right across from Battlefield Mall in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, tell, them, tell them we sent you. I didn't exactly. know that'll do give you any good, but, <laughs> but come in and say hi. Buy everything. Give yeah. them all your business. Yeah, buy all the pops so they got to restock <laughs> so you can go shop the new stuff. <laughs> Uh, but that's it again for this week's show. We will talk to you tomorrow from the Alamo Draft House. See you later. Bye. See you.